Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Hey, welcome into the Do Sin Mo podcast, recording this on a Sunday night. And after an 0-4 start, the Kings are now 6-6. They beat the Warriors at Golden 1 Center tonight, 122-115. to Each and every one of our first thoughts presented by our friends over at the Detail Pros of Sacramento. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Mo, how you doing tonight? Oh, just amazing fantastic great i'm loving life every single second of it every single second of it it the what the kings are doing for my life (laughs) i'm not kidding i i wake up happier is that weird no i mean my mood for everything that's been (laughs) going on in my life in the last two weeks yeah this going well it does a lot for me okay in a moment yeah I'm just enjoying this ride. Morgan, the oh. chat's demanding it. What? You know, after every game that the Kings win, Golden One Center shoots up the laser beam, right? <laughs> Light the beam. People want it. Give them what they want, Morgan. Oh, it's time. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to try. Hopefully, I can do it right. Yeah, back up for the moment. <clears throat> Ready? Fire the laser! Fire the laser. There you go. Now we can you get guys it are started. Wild. The beam is officially lit. And I would like to also say thanks so much for everyone joining us live on a Sunday night. We officially have our biggest live crowd in the history of night chats, Whoa. which is so cool to see. And it shows you that Kings fans are the absolute best. Thanks. So people. let's talk about what we just witnessed. Morgan Reagan. Kings beat the Warriors 122 to 115. Sabonis had the night of all nights. He was disgusting. Keegan with a big bounce back game after some struggles. Fox coming down the stretch. And most importantly, the Kings playing close games and finishing close games down the stretch with runs. What's your first reaction to this Kings win over the Warriors to put them at 500 after an 0-4 start? Yeah, it's... um. It, it felt like a different type of win. And that's why even with your poll question about, you know, this team being different, it feels different. It's how they're going about winning. We saw things got sloppy there late in the game, and they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to take this back under control, play our game, and they started to do that. They're, they're not only willing 
to trust each other. They they understand how to play like a team late in games. And it's just so great to see this early on in the season that they're accomplishing in-game adjustments. Kings got down 15 early. Steph Curry's absolutely on fire. He had 13 in the first quarter, and you're like, all right. Well, Steph's been money. With no threes, by the way. No threes, which was a serious concern. When he had no threes at halftime, I'm like, oh, great. He's, he yeah, go he's going to get it going <laughs> here. This is Steph. He just had 40 against the Cavs. He had 47 against the Kings the game before that. There's so much to go over at this game, but I think before we get to Steph and yeah. what happened late, I want to go late when the Kings lost the lead. I'm following you. Let's do it. All of a sudden, we're in a situation where the Kings are down 113-110 with 4.05 to go. Draymond had just scored a layup off a of Clay Thompson dime. That's It's a concern time because the Kings were throwing the ball over the place. The Warriors got back into the game. It just was... It seemed like a recipe that a movie or... What I don't know what I'm trying to say here. A recipe or a movie? What does that mean? Well, maybe I, like either you this? screw up a recipe oh, or yeah. it's a bad ending of yeah. a movie. Yeah, a, a movie recipe. Okay. So that makes sense. Follow me. <laughs> it looked like a movie that we have seen before. Like, oh, we know the ending to this game. Yeah. All right, here we go. Well, hey, the Kings were in it. Like I could just see it now. Night chat. Kings lose more and they really competed. I mean, they were in it late. Unfortunately, you got to learn how to win games. They're closing games now. And when they got down 113-110. Uh-huh. De'Aaron Fox said, I got you. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox responded when they were down 113-110 and scored seven straight points, including a big three-pointer at the end of the shot clock. He was magnificent down the stretch of this game, scoring 11 points in the fourth quarter. It's closing time. It's De'Aaron time. He has taken so many steps this year. He's playing with the most confidence he's ever played with, the most control. And he said it after the game. He goes, I, I felt bad. I was apologizing for my teammates. I didn't bring it up, but they, they lifted me tonight. That's, and that's amazing to hear. And that's what you're seeing from this squad, right? You're just seeing guys empower each other, um, allowing one another to make those mistakes, but get back from those mistakes and have bounce back moments. But with De'Aaron Fox, how many years with the Sacramento Kings did we see, okay, well... Late in games, he's not making clutch shots. Okay, he has no outside shots, so he's not an outside threat. Okay, he's not finishing at the rim. And he's not getting those calls. All these things that we we kept seeing that we... Oh, and he's not getting down in a stance on the defensive end. We just kept hoping we'd see a change. Last year, we thought we'd see it. We didn't see it. This year, I was expecting just like two of those things to be altered. He's literally altered all these categories of his game. It's incredible how he's picked up all those things to a whole nother level. I don't understand it. I know we can say, oh, it's confidence. I think it's the work he's put in, not only mentally, but physically as well. It's the work he's put in for sure. He wanted this. I, I, how many times I referenced it. When we listened to De'Aaron Fox at the end of last season and in his end-of-season press conference talking about how disappointed he was in his year and saying the need for structure, the need for discipline, and then they hire Mike Brown. I'm going to play this clip from yesterday. Okay. I was at King's practice yesterday, and I asked Mike Brown, I'm like, you know, you, you've been really, you praised Fox a lot before he got the job, now he got the job. Is there anything that surprised you or anything that's jumped out to you during this stretch? 
about him and his game. Here's the answer from Mike Brown. I mean, I'm on him. Uh, I mean, I, I'm stomping my feet sometimes and yelling, and, and I'm going right at him at timeouts, and he doesn't waver. Uh, I'm extremely impressed with that. He looks me dead in the eye, and then he, 99% of the time he goes and responds the right way. That's hard to do, <laughs> you, you know, especially when you have a guy like me that's just <sighs> – <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I have a lot of respect for him to be able to handle that. When he does that, it allows me to coach as hard as I want the rest of the group. And so I take my hat off to him for, for providing that for this team. And he is responding in the best possible way. I don't know what he could do to be better for, uh, for him to grow, but just as importantly for our whole team to grow. That is huge when you have your leader, one of your leaders, one of your best player, if not the best player, uh, respond to hard coaching the way that he is. He wanted to say, too, when he can coach Fox like that and he accepts it, mm-hmm. everyone else yeah. buys in. Yeah. So Fox taking that step. And I think it's a huge credit to Mike Brown for challenging Fox, holding him accountable and going, no, like when you mess up a defensive assignment like you did early in the preseason against Westbrook, Again, that Lakers game, mm-hmm. I'm calling the timeout and I'm getting on you. In that Cavs game, when you fouled Kevin Love with your chest, you're being too aggressive, I'm stomping and yelling at you because we expect greatness out of you. I forget what happened tonight, but that same thing happened. Mike Brown calls a timeout and you just see him chirping yeah. at De'Aaron Fox. And the thing, the reason why he can do this is because he's gained so much respect from De'Aaron Fox and the way that he leads a group of men. You're seeing Mike Brown gain the trust of so many people, but when you gain the trust of your star player and mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is your star player right now, it can just make everything that much better. So he was big down the stretch yesterday or uh, tonight, and that was tremendous to see. Here he is with G-Man after the game on the Kings radio side. Well, swipe of the Fox has slipped on the headset. My goodness. After seven consecutive losses to the Warriors, a lot of folks were saying, it's our time. How about the energy in this building tonight, D-Fox? It was electric, man. It's, It's electric all the time in this building. And I've always told people, man, you win some games, man, this city. I mean, this city's always going to be, it's always going to be there for you. Um, and, and all I want to do is, 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 is get back to the playoffs in the city. And, and we're, we're trying. We're, we're working hard, and, and, and they're behind us. I know that kind of like Friday night in L.A., the first half was a bit of a struggle for you. Second half was a different story. And down the stretch tonight, 11 points in the fourth quarter. Tell us what, what you feel in those situations. How do you stay calm? How do you try to control a ball game? Um, man, in basketball, in, in, in sports, and in life in general, sometimes it's just not your day. <laughs> and uh, during this first half, uh, it wasn't my day. Third quarter really wasn't my day. But um, I, I know the work that I put in behind closed doors with the lights off. And I know that at any moment, you know, um, it could turn around for me. So I just stay the course. And, I mean, this is a testament to the team that we have. I mean, I didn't yeah. have three, three quarters I didn't play to, up to my standard that, uh, that we're all expecting. But uh, my team kept, kept us in it. They kept us in it. And I was able to just stay with it and, and finish the game off. I know on Friday night on social media, while you were getting stretched out, you hit the <laughs> said, 
fire up the laser. Well, on the big screen, they just showed the laser has been lit for this particular yeah, man, light. Light the beam, light That's the beam. That's pretty cool. How about Sabonis tonight? Give us a quick thought on his contribution. I don't know if you're aware. 26 points, 22 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, he's a monster, man. He's a monster. And I told him I apologize uh, for the ox name. It was just a reference. But, uh, man, he's physical, physical specimen in the, in the paint. And today, I mean, he made shots. And I think when he's making, when he's making jump shots, whether it's mid-range or threes, he's a, he's a whole different type of player to guard. And uh, he did that today. And like I said, he, they, carried, they carried myself throughout this entire game, and I was just able to finish it. So, I mean, I'm really thankful for the team that we have. Well, a great tip-off to a four-game homestand. Let's build. What do you think? Yes, sir. Let's keep building. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Man, I just I get chills. He sounds different. He's playing different. Everything looks a little different. And shit, it's working. It is working. He's got help. We got a lot of help tonight, too. Demonis Sabonis. We got to talk about him. How about this play late? Here's Fox now working against Clay Thompson. High screen and roll with Sabonis. De'Aaron drives right, pulls up, 17-footer off the bounce. It's no good. Sabonis, rebound, put back. He's got the bucket. Great effort by Sabonis. Kings, after giving up a 13-2 run in the lead, have come back with nine unanswered. 2.03 to go. Steve Kerr takes his final timeout. Sacramento with a six-point lead at 119-113. But against the explosive Warriors, you can't hold your breath. That was that moment, that putback by <laughs> Sabonis and the way that he just screamed at the crowd. I mean, I, you could feel it through your TV. And that type of energy is what feels so different late in these games, Deuce. It's not just like one moment in time. It's they're capitalizing off of that moment and just allowing it to continue throughout their late game possessions. So bonus finish with 26 points, 22 rebounds, Insane. eight assists, and my favorite Sabonis stat tonight, mm -hmm. Morgan, one foul. This guy is playing... Great basketball after a slow start. Yeah. When the Kings are 0-4, like, man, she's not getting his. You know, he's a, I don't know if it's an adjustment. He's not finishing well around the rim. Even tonight, got off to kind of a slow start. He got knocked down a couple of shots, some mid-range shot. He hit not one, but two threes tonight. Yeah. Just a different type of confidence. But then also, he had that double-double by the end of the first half. A double-double. By the end of the first half. So already, he was just being beastly. But it wasn't only that. What did he end with with assist, Deuce? What was it, that final number? Eight assists. Sorry, I didn't bonus. have it up. But eight assists. The way that he was finding his teammates, but then you can talk about screen assists. The way that he is just being that big body, keeping his feet set, not popping out his hip or doing any stupid thing to get a foul. Instead, he is just setting a strong screen to help his teammates get the best shot off. We need to give some love right now. We gave some love to Sabonis, to Fox, but how about Kings fans showing up tonight? Night Chat's popping the biggest live crowd in the history of Night Chat! We got over Thank a thousand people watching us live. We appreciate everyone being here. Appreciate all the donations, like Kenneth, who donated 50 bucks. And how about Strictly Kevin donating five bucks, saying a thousand plus people hit that like button? Yeah, for all those people who may be checking out us for the first time, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We go live after every single Kings game. So, yeah, Kings 122, 115. 
Sabonis over this stretch where the Kings are six and two. If you really want to take a step back to what's kind of insane about that okay. is the fact that two of those games are some questionable things that happen, right? The Miami game where Tyler Hero traveled on the three uh-huh. to put them up. And then the herder foul in the last Warriors game. They have strung together good basketball. And even when they were 0-4, you just saw like they're playing the right way. One of my favorite numbers about this team is it seems like every single night the assist number's near 30. Tonight, 31 assists. They move the ball. They try to get great shots. It's not perfect all the time. And there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where it looked like they got a little panicked. Yeah. There's some turnovers, some questionable decisions. But more times than not, they're playing the right way. They started off the game missing so many yes. shots, right? They were just shooting so many outside shots. A lot of threes being missed. Um, and then you started finally seeing them go, okay, we need to get more paint touches, especially on this Warrior squad. Like They're capable of getting by some of these guys and getting into the paint and then making a move. And you saw so many things get a little bit more crafty. Guys being a little bit more creative in their offensive games. And... It just it just kept going from there. After once they started figuring it out, going, oh yeah, once we play like this, like a team, then things can happen. They didn't have many bench points in the first quarter, um, and then finally, you just saw guys like Chemeze Metu give that jolt of energy. Yeah. You saw Davion Mitchell give that jolt of energy Davion on the needs defensive to give end. Some lo- we gotta give some love to Davion Mitchell. I- I thought he came in and played physical against Curry. Curry got off to a nice start. And a credit to Brown his coaching staff. In his post game, he said something really interesting. Yes, he talked about how they did something differently in their preparation. They 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 didn't do like a shoot around this morning. They did a pregame walkthrough on a couple of things, and then in the middle of the game, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go box and one." They had never practiced a box and one. They've never gone through it before. They Think went through that. a box and one, and they they could execute it. And then the other thing I thought they did a good job of was giving Curry different looks. Curry's going to get his. The guy's unbelievable. Right. We know he's one of the best to ever play the game. But they started to throw double teams his way. And that was, that aggressiveness, I think, just changed things a little well, bit for, here, for the Warriors. Here's what happened in the last game that they played against the Warriors when they started throwing doubles. It was everyone wasn't in tune. The help wasn't shifting over. Guys were a little bit lost out there. And for them to execute a box and one after not even – doing it together and the walkthrough at practice or even under, you know, if you're a hooper, you understand how to play in a box and one, but to execute as a team, you have to have everyone on the same page. They just knew if they had the aggressive person on Steph Curry and dominated that, that they could execute the rest because Steph Curry just did a fantastic job of splitting the hedges. And then he would understand when a double was being thrown or a blitz was being thrown at him. And he would make a very quick decision, whether it was with a pass or split it. However, he needed to do things. He understands, sees it a step ahead before anyone else. But the Kings did a much better job of making those adjustments and making his life much harder. Yeah, they did a nice job in, in the second quarter to get back in the game. I mean, Golden State scores 39 in the first quarter. We mentioned Curry with the 13 points. It's like, all right, well, what's going to happen? You're shooting 37%. The shots aren't falling right now. But it seemed like they were getting some good looks. I thought Keegan Murray played a great game tonight bounce back back-to-back steals in the second quarter mm-hmm. one of them was a steal and a dunk for him he's been going through some shit mm-hmm. and so many people are like what's going on with keegan oh rookie wah blah 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 well we find out that his grandma had a stroke at a game in charlotte 
She's in Charlotte right now around family, you know, the because she can't go anywhere. Yeah. She had. Yeah. It's just, you think about him going through a funk, not only on the court, but then dealing with that off the floor, not being able to be around your family when you're super tight with them. And for the first time ever as an NBA player, right? Like, Oh, it's a job. It's not like, Hey, it's college. You can like take a night off, do what you need to do to be around your family. It's, it's your job. And the fact that he's fighting through this and battling through this mentally is just absolutely incredible. 21 points for him. Mm. He was 8 of 15, 5 of 9 from 3. He had one three just coming off a curl super hard. Grabs that ball, launches it, buries it. His confidence was there. Mm-hmm. He was attacking. He just looked like himself again. Yeah. And that was such a, a big deal. He also joined Kyle Draper and Matt Barnes post game uh, and talked about his emotions after this Kings win over the Warriors. She's in our prayers. Thank you. I lost my mom during the season in 2008, and it was really tough. Although you haven't lost her, talk to us about the ability to try to come out here and focus because people don't understand we're still human, so outside stuff really affects us. You've been struggling a little bit the last few games, but came out with a big game tonight. Speak to that. Yeah, uh, she was able to open her eyes um, the, last, uh, the last couple of days, so I know she's watching right now. So I just wanted to perform for her, and that's uh, what we did, and we got the win. So I'm grateful she's she's able to able to see this. Great way to honor her tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's that's super cool for him to to have that moment, and just for him, there's probably a sense of relief that he could go out there and perform at a high level in the Kings win. Yeah, I'm sure that is it going to make so many things in his life a little bit easier, right? You you saw the way that not only he was being passive, but he looked like he had lost a lot of confidence in a few of those games that we saw before tonight. Tonight, everything looked like he was back in it, but it's not only that though, Deuce. I said this to you. Beginning of the game, missing a few shots, right? Missing his outside shot, misses a bunny. Who was feeding him the ball? Sabonis. Sabonis is mm. like, nope, keep going. Keep trying. Like, it was that empowerment and encouragement from the entire squad being like, you got this. You're, you're going to do this. And I'm sure it's coming from the coaching staff as well. You mentioned the 21 points. He also had three steals in this game tonight. I thought he did some <laughs> nice things defensively, which was huge. Kings get three players with 20 or more. That's including Fox, Sabonis, and Murray. I thought Monk had a nice stretch in the second quarter, too. And I, I know down the stretch, it wasn't great for him. The final numbers, two of eight. You know, he. I felt like Monk got to a point where he was feeling really good and then made a couple of questionable decisions. Like especially late, he had a really bad three. There were some turnovers. But what he has provided this team... yeah. Can't be understated, overstated. What am I saying tonight? I don't know. Wait, overstated? My, yes. My, my whole point is the guy has been huge for the squad. And I just love the energy he brings. He comes in. It's like things are happening. He, things are happening. He's setting up teammates. His playmaking ability. He wants to attack. He's not afraid to launch a three. He's fun. And yeah. It wasn't his best game tonight, but he still brought, like, during a stretch of the game, an important stretch in the second, when the Kings offense started to get going, he was on the floor to make it happen. It was his playmaking ability in those times, right? The way that he was driving into the paint, dishing off um, to whoever was open, making things happen. And I know over the years in his career, we've seen that chaotic play. We've seen that streaky play from him. But what we're seeing right now so far, I feel like, on the Kings is that 
although he is making some mistakes, he's reeling it back. He has teammates and a coaching staff holding him accountable for some of these mistakes. And he's saying, my bad. He's making the right move the next play down. So his energy alone is just something that the Kings have been missing for a very long time. The fourth quarter was a ride. Ah, yeah, it, it got close. <laughs> then the Kings responded well. I mean, there was that sequence where Metu scored, Keegan hit a three, then Metu had that awesome jam. Oh, yeah, I put on my notes, Metu with an effing throwdown. I was I was just so excited. Hey, Metu has been nice off the bench. He played uh, 13 minutes tonight, ends up with eight points on four of six shooting. His disciplined style of Two. play right now. It's like you're seeing him... Not it's not that he's being passive, but he's understanding like, okay, let's get everyone the touch. That's what coach wants. I might even get it back. It's trusting that you're going to get it back. It's trusting that you've teammates that are going to move the ball around and to not take that first open three I, that you see. I also think he's better at the five. I, I do, agree. Right? Like you run these small ball lineups out there, especially against teams who go small. He's better at the he's five. A lob get him in the dunker spot. Yep. He's athletic. We've seen him finish well. And I felt like last year when they were rolling him out at the four, it was like he was just going to take a lot of threes. He didn't do much attack, do much attacking. I feel like he's been so much better in control, like you said. Morgan, tell me why you think this team is different. They're at six and six. I know why. And, I mean, we've discussed why. And What I, makes this team different than even, you know, last year yeah, they yeah. were five and four to start. So I said this to you when the Kings were 0 oh and four. I said this to you, and I felt the same way even after those losses. I said, Mike Brown is the answer to all of the problems. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being dramatic when I say that because so many people just do believe that you just need stars to figure it out and put out there, and that's what you need. This is a team sport, and if you have teams – that a team that wants to play together and wants to play disciplined and wants to play a style of basketball that is just aligns with what a manager, a leader, a coaching staff wants to do. You're going to make magic happen. And because these guys are trusting Mike Brown and his coaching staff, and because Mike Brown and his coaching staff know how to talk to these guys it's not it's not easy it's not like he's just going out there and being like this is how you dribble the ball it's no gaining the respect and showing some sort of leadership and making sure these guys don't feel upset when they are getting yelled at by him I was talking to someone today at the game who works for the Warriors and he told me when Mike came to them yeah he was so rigid like you yeah, know, and that was kind of the rap on him. And he said, I think he saw that you could have success and not be super balanced. Rigid. There's balance to it. And I know Mike has referenced that, but it was interesting to hear that from someone who works for them. And you're seeing a guy who, I mean, we talk about players so much developing, right? Mm -hmm. Mike Brown was a young head coach in this league. He had experience with Carlisle and Popovich before he got that Cleveland job. And then he's coaching LeBron, right? Then his next gig's the Lakers gig with Kobe and Nash, that weird-ass group. Then he goes back to Cleveland, and then they just, you know, they fire the GM who brought him in, and he was gone. He does some soul-searching. 
And I think the best, most talented people are honest with themselves. You should always look for ways to improve. Yep. Steph Curry is a great example of that. That guy is one of the best players of all time. Every year he looks like he's better. Fantastic. You know, he doesn't yeah. just rest. He's so like, let's get better. Annoying. Mike has evolved. Yeah. You know, it, he still caught that kind of like, I am, you know, I aim for perfection. I still have that OCD. No, yeah. and you talk about OCD. So yesterday at King's practice, they went through a silent offense where no one, they went through the offense. No one could talk. Mike Brown said after the game, his assistants were like, what are you doing? Like after practice. He, or after the practice. After He said this after the game, but after the practice, his assistants were giving him shit. Because it went 36 minutes. No. He goes, I'll never do it for that long again. But I, they kept messing up. And yeah. we, we got it down. We ended on a high note. This team practices hard. They're physical with each other. But they have a bond. And I'm not acting like, hey, this means there's going to be a parade no. in Sacramento in the next no. three years. But what I'm saying is, when you got to change a culture, when you, and that gets thrown around so much, you need someone that knows how to do it. And Mike Brown's got the perfect balance to me. Yep. He holds guys accountable. He loves on them. He want, he's running an offense, to be honest, to me, that connects with Kings fans. Because when the Kings, no, when the it's Kings so were there at their best, what were they doing? Yeah. They were moving without the ball. Uh-huh. You had a you had bigs who could pass. You had shooting. This team has the shooting. They've got guys you like. Sabonis always making shit Likeable happen. guys. You've got two guys late in the game that you can give the ball to, and they give you something different. Sabonis can orchestrate. He can get you a bucket inside, but he could set guys up. Then you got Fox in attack mode, who's playing with the most confidence Jesus. he's ever played with in his career. Hitting threes, able to hit free throws, attacking. The mid-range game is beyond sexy. They've got something here to truly build on, and it's such an exciting time. I know you can look back at the 18-19 team when they surprised people and won 39 games. Even last year, hey, five and four. I'm telling you, this feels completely different. You've got guys who have been in the league for a minute who are being put in positions to succeed and they're excelling. It's the type of basketball that we are witnessing. It's the product on the floor that is competent, but so, so, so competitive. It, it You... You know, Kings fans and people in Sacramento have always wanted it. And you didn't always feel like every player on the team wanted it. This season, you feel like every player on the team wants it. You feel like everybody on the coaching staff wants it. You feel like the people at the top want it. People want it. Not only do they want the wins, they want this type of product out there on the floor. Because it's just... it's. Things are just better this way. And Deuce, going back off of, what are you laughing at? I had to laugh because everyone's saying there's an echo. And I looked and Nick oh, had just put himself in night okay. chat. I just muted him. Sorry, Thank YouTube you. crowd. I Thank apologize you. for the people watching us dang live. Dang it, Nick. Um, but anyway, Mike Brown. So I tweeted this out because my brother Jesse had texted us about this. And he said, Mike Brown with three consecutive wins over three former teams he's coached. That has to hit different for him too. That has to just feel so good when he goes to bed tonight just going, yeah, I kicked their ass. And after the game, Sabonis in the post-game press conference Mm -hmm. was saying we wanted to win that for him. There's a connection. They're deep. And this goes back to the summertime. Because what did we say about that summertime stuff. Like if you can build trust in relationships 
then, yeah, that can help you when you go through the shit times. They started zero and four. The shit times were hidden, right? And it, there were good moments in that zero and four. Yeah, De'Aaron but, was still playing right out of his mind. So for them to get to the point where they were able to fight through that and dig themselves out of it, and now be at six and six, be ahead of the Lakers, those bums in L.A., be ahead of the Warriors. Get out of here. Don't even talk about that. Deuce, you and I talked about this before going into tonight's game about how fun does it feel right now, Morgan, that it feels like we could win tonight's game. Like going into they tonight's game, they, yeah. they have a serious chance because they're playing good basketball out there. But not only did we get good basketball from the Sacramento Kings, they found a way to come out with a win, with so many good things happening. I know we look back at that first quarter. I think the Warriors ended up with 39 points in that first quarter. And the defense at times for the Sacramento Kings was breaking down. Things did not look like they were there. They picked it up in that second quarter. And yeah. they held them to 23 points, you know? And and they just made a few more adjustments. The bench, the Warriors bench didn't even score in that second quarter. Warriors bench. I mean, you might be able to come off the Warriors bench this year, to hey, be honest. No, I'm just being honest. That's, you're dumb. Don't be dumb. You don't think you can give them five minutes off the bench with that squad? You know how I my brain works. There's any, I think I can give any team five minutes. If there's any criticism with the Kings the last couple of games, I mean, they're cool. They're beating non-playoff teams like the Warriors and Lakers, scrubs. Okay, I'm kidding. I know. Uh, we'll see with a couple of interesting stats tonight. The Kings have the third best assist to turnover ratio in the NBA okay. this season. The only teams above them, the Suns and Celtics, the hat. They had 31 assists to 15 turnovers tonight. That's a 2.06 ratio. I actually have them down at 16 uh, turnovers, but that's okay. Uh, Will Z also had this one. He, he DM'd us. Let's see what Ooh. it says. Okay, here it is. Over the last seven games, Kings opponents are averaging about 18.6 free throw attempts per game. The Warriors only had 16 tonight. For reference, on the season, the Bucks are leading the league with 19.3 free throw attempts allowed per game. So... After the start of the season where the Kings were fouling a ton, mm -hmm. too much, there's that has been a lot better too. And who was a big part of those fouls? Sabonis. Sabonis yeah. was. And the fact that he finished tonight's game with one foul and had the type of play that he had out there. 22 rebounds? It's not like they're just falling to you. You're remaining aggressive, but you're boxing out. You saw Kevin Herter with that one box out on Draymond when he started crying about it. And it was like, he hey, found me. Shout out to Herter. <laughs> Herter had some nice moments tonight. Yes, and he did. Not only did he hit shots, there was a sequence late where he played some awesome defense on Jordan Poole. And that yes. was big time. He moved his feet well, stayed in front of him. And on the night, Herter just gives you 17 points, five rebounds, four assists, six of nine shooting, four six from three. The other thing, his little two-man game was a bonus. Oh, I mean, he had one where on a little so pick pretty. and roll where he was driving in, I think it was in the first quarter, maybe second quarter, and he he had two guys on him and last second dished it to Sabonis for a score. Those two guys have some insane chemistry There's, right You know what I love about it? Because what you see with Draymond and Steph is that Draymond will pass the ball to a spot. 
knowing that Steph wants to go to that spot. I've seen that a few times with Sabonis and Herter, where Herter has like led Sabonis with a pass and a pick and roll and just is passing it to a spot and he's getting there and getting it. And that type of basketball being played this early on between those two is fantastic. Now, if that can become contagious and continue on with, you know, Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox, and it just becomes something that like they practiced where they don't even have to talk to each other. They communicate through their eyes or through their body language. And that's how good teams are formed. We got to give some love to the people watching us live right now. I mean, we got a thousand plus people. Dude, you guys are the, so badass. The biggest crowd in history. What you can help us do on the YouTube side is pretty simple. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We're on our road to 10,000 subs. We're going to get there soon. Yeah. But we want to start that road tonight. Also, shout out to a couple of new subs. Yuda Buddha. Uh, shout out to Pictures in Motion, who super chatted $5. Thank you. Uh, we have Taiwana something has subscribed on Twitch. Appreciate that. Sam Ross subscribed to us on YouTube. Peyton super chatted five bucks saying, can't hide my sabone. <laughs> uh, Kenneth also super chatted 50 bucks. Oh, Kenneth. With a Sabonis Sabonis emojis. Strictly Kevin donated five bucks. Uh, said thousand. Hit that like. Matt also super chatted two bucks and 49ers and Kings win. Can I get a woo woo? Woo woo. Uh, Brett donated 20 bucks. A 49er and a Kings win. Let's effing go. Chase donates five and says, light the beam. Give me a hell yeah. You guys are unbelievably awesome. Uh, Turner Sparks also donated five bucks. Turner Sparks met him uh, on a flight uh, when I was on my way to New York. Oh, my gosh. Local comedian. That's so cool. Yes. Thank Check you. him out. Check him out on uh, Twitter. So, seriously, you guys are the best. Uh, what other notes jump out to you with this one tonight are we missing anything i know i want to make sure that we are not missing anything oh well i was just going to mention that when dante divincenzo was coming off the bench and was obviously back out there we haven't seen him play against the kings i was just like okay is this going to be his revenge game in years past we've seen somebody just have a night on the kings that doesn't even necessarily um is the star player, right? Like you just, you've seen this so many times and I was worried that he was going to be that one, come out aggressive defensively and then somehow hit some shots on the offensive end. We didn't see that from the Warriors tonight. Um, besides that from the Warriors, you know, Jordan Poole started going off a little bit when he had that, uh, that, all, that four point play. I was, I know, I, I know. There's a couple of calls tonight. One, so, Keegan fouled Curry twice on three-point attempts. Let but me, let's no, 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 talk no, no, no. about it. Let me rewind. Yeah, yeah. He was called for a foul twice yeah. on Curry three-point attempts. The first one, it should have been an illegal screen on Draymond. Thank you. Unbelievably bad call. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the Warriors get away with all the time. That's you know that, that Draymond illegal screen. And then late later on, he fouled him again where Steph hit the three. I believe that was his first three-pointer he had made in the game and won. Curry, talk about unnatural yes. landing. You don't shoot like that. That's a garbage call. Well, Keegan wasn't even near yeah. his lit. And that's where it was so frustrating, right? <sighs> it's just this guy, Steph Curry, obviously, 
just incredible. So amazing. We know everything he's capable of and he's, and he's great sometimes at manipulating the call, but when it's that obvious, that's when it gets frustrating because then later on, Kevin Herter had that moment. I forget who it was that fouled him, but he kind of bumped into him and was shooting the three and they called that one unnatural and they said, Nope, it's on the floor. That was the right call. And it was the right call, but then they're not calling it back the other way. And it's like, uh, the biases are coming in again. So some of the, Stats from this one tonight. King shot just under 52%. They knocked down 16 of 37 from three. The one disappointing number tonight, free throws. They missed seven. And they had really shot well from the free throw line. Kevin Herter missed three free throws tonight. Fox is 0 for 2 and Sabonis missed 2. Yeah, Barnes also. Oh, wait, that wasn't Barnes. I'm sorry. That was three-pointers that I was looking at for Barnes. But, yeah, you look at some of those free throws. But uh, Malik Monk still had seven hit his seven for seven That's at the free throw line and so it was nice to see that he's been obviously very consistent there big i mean he's a nice free throw shooter um and but after the first quarter the warriors outscore him 39 26 kings outscore him in the second 38 23 then 34 29 in the third and it was tied 24 apiece in the fourth the other guy i just really quick wanted yeah. to get to was trey lyles because he obviously didn't do anything tonight but that's someone that you're seeing have these special moments in some of these other games. And then it wasn't his night tonight and that's okay too. And that's what I love about this Kings roster right now is that you're seeing other guys pick it up when other guys aren't capable of having a better night. You know, when Keegan wasn't having the best games a couple games ago, Trey Lyles was stepping up, hitting right. some big threes, was being big in the fourth quarter. So it's nice that you still know that the Kings do have some depth that they can rely on. Oh. We do have some news tonight, too. What's so funny about this news is I was getting my hair cut yesterday, mm-hmm. and my barber was like, yeah, you hear this news? Fox is going to go with Rich Paul. I was like, are you, are you sure about this? Uh, it was confirmed. James Ham said he spoke with Fox following the game tonight. He and his longtime friend, who was his basketball trainer, became his agent, Chris Gaston, remained close like they have been throughout his career. He considers this a leveling up opportunity. So uh, De'Aaron Fox has moved on from Chris Gaston and family first sports firm and is joining Clutch sports um damien says this is a huge step for the 24 year old sacramento kings guard yeah and i know some people go, oh my god clutch what does that mean don't Not worry really fox loves being in sacramento they dig it here he is he and his wife and fox is having success he's under contract um i think fox had a great off season he feels good about what he was able to accomplish this year and he did some different things That's than maybe he's say. done in the past to get ready for the season yeah and i think he probably sees this as an opportunity and now you start putting the pieces together he was on draymond's podcast a few weeks back to mm-hmm. another clutch guy so yeah i don't know what to make of it i'm not going to sit here and be like oh my god what's up mean? I mean no i think he's I, a clutch i think you just look at it as like a growing opportunity and maybe he did see Um, some, I mean, obviously we're seeing him play differently. Everything that he did differently in the off season is translating onto the court differently. And sometimes you just got to make that move. You got to make that change no matter who the guy is. And I'm sure everything is fine behind the scenes as well. And he's playing the best basketball of his career. Go get some endorsements. Hell get this. Yeah. Get your guy in the all-star game. Live sports, you know, get the, yeah. Get the guy in the all-star game. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you see Chima Moneki tweeted that out? I mean, Fox is an all-star. Keeps playing like this and they're winning. He's in. It's not even a debate. 
crazy. Yeah. I, I I love that we are actually seeing this type of play from De'Aaron Fox on such a consistent basis. Even if it's not quarter by quarter, you're seeing it a lot in almost every single fourth quarter, and that's when it matters most. Next up for the Sacramento Kings, a TNT game. Na, 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 na. Oh. I know that's not TNT. What is TNT's? Do you even know? Yeah, it's one see? of those. No, it's one of those like I can hear it, but I can't hear it. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Well, I, ESPN's just changed Oh yeah, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Good. It's really bad, but I got it. You got what I was trying to do. How does it really go? Do no, fix it. Fix it. I can't. I can't get there. I would have to. I would have to hear it. But yes, I got it. I, I, I can't, I don't have it. I would have to listen. Do, 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 do. It's a hard one to hum, <laughs> You're doing it, though. Good job. Yeah, so Kings Nets, the Nets come to the town, and it's on TNT, Shaq and Kenny. TNT, Charles and Ernie. TNT, Katie's getting smoked. TNT, Kings win again. Good job. Uh, Katie's playing out of his mind, though. He's, I mean, scored 25 points in every single game that they've played. And what, what? Oh, what are you going to say now? In Jacques Vaughn. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Nets lost on the road tonight to the Lakers. <laughs> we know Anthony Davis had a great game. So now they're going to be in like that desperate mode. Well, yeah, I, I saw Kendrick Perkins tweet something out about AD having a great game. Why? Yeah, I wish he could do this every night. It's like, yeah, things are a little different when you're not going up against the bonus and the Kings. <laughs> we can say it because it happened. Uh, I am excited for TNT to be in the house, and it's same. It's it's like the perfect time for the Kings to be on national television, right? They're back at five hundred. Kyrie, it doesn't sound like we'll be at this game. Jacques Vaughn did not commit to him not being there, mm -hmm. but it's more likely that Kyrie Irving makes his return once the Nets go back uh, to Brooklyn. But yeah, I mean, I, I think for Sacramento, of course, Katie's a freak, and like that guy is going to be a problem. I think Sacramento is playing some really good basketball right now. Throw and, a box and one at him. And you know what they have right now is Sabonis, and the Nets don't have anyone who could stop Sabonis. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you just if you're really looking at strength and and what he brings with size in the paint, sure, you could. I mean, he just he has to finish over some long guys though, and with that, you just you just again, you're playing a team that still has weapons, so like. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a tough uh, one. Morgan's still what? What? Not, yeah. Why are you so confident? Like, what? What is this? I'm not even confident. I'm just. I just think the Kings are a better team. That's right fine. Now, they are. That's they are. A, no, I do, no, no, no. When you say a better team, I told. I'm totally fine with identifying them as that. They are. They play better as a team. They're a better team. Um, I love someone like Vaughn in the chat. Who's stopping KD? Breaking news: There's no one really in the league who can stop Kevin Durant. Correct. Some of these guys in the league, you just have to live with because they're awesome players. Durant is a challenging. Guy to defend. Who defends him? I, it's how you, you disrupt his you game. You have to disrupt. You have to throw different mm -hmm. looks at him. They threw some different looks at um, 
Curry tonight. Yeah. And it made life a little more challenging. I mean, Curry ends up with 27 points, and he had 13 of those in the first quarter. He ends up 9 of 17 shooting. Yeah. And that, I, that's that's the game plan, yeah. right? I mean, for any any team, like when you go up against the Bucks, who's going to stop Giannis? Well, yeah. you just got you got to play some really good team defense, have some really good perimeter pressure. Yeah, because Davion alone, obviously, KD has much more size over him that he can shoot over. But if like he did have to switch on him or have to go on him, how can you disrupt and make his life really difficult? Yes. Should we talk to the people? Talk to the people. Do you want to try New Age Outlaws it or no? Do whatever you'd like you to tell do. Tell me. Tell me what you want. What you really, really want. I really, really want whatever you really, really want. Oh, oh you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Cut the music! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Do Sin Mo podcast proudly brings to you the best NBA and Kings podcast in the world. It's the basketball mind, Deuce Mason. It's TV's Morgan Reagan. It's the Deuce and Mo podcast. And if you're not down with that, we got. We got two words for you. Night chat. Why oh, not? Oh, why not? I, know I, <laughs> I was thinking night chat. I, either one works, though, huh? Night, night chat. chat. <laughs> oh, God. Let's kick things off tonight first in Discord. <laughs> My bad. Uh, let's check in with, is it Roan? Ron, Ron, what's up, Ron or Ronmon? What, what's your name? Are you there? Hello. Hey, yes. how, how do you say your name? Uh, Ronamon. Ronamon. You can just call me Ron. Ron just call me Ron. What's up, Ron? I uh, just, uh, I'm a fan. I've been a fan. I've been listening to you guys for a, long, a while now. You're yeah. about to say a long time. What's a while, man? Yeah. Uh. Ron? Long time. I, I'm actually, I live in the Bay Area, so I've been a Kings fan stuck in enemy territory, okay. unfortunately. Okay. All right. So w- what do you have to say tonight, man? There's a little delay. Are you there? Uh, I just wanted to say it was a good game, and uh, it's 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 really satisfying to, to get to 500. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I just it's it's a It's all good. It's delayed. I, I can tell it's delayed a little bit. I don't know why it's happening. But shout out also in the chat to Panji who says 8:39 in the morning here in Greece and waking up to a King's wind sure feels nice. Let's go. Uh, about that if I got cut out. Yeah, it, it cut out a little bit. Uh r- give me your final thoughts on what you saw tonight. Well, I, I think uh, it, it's really good that Sabonis is finally just kind of getting it in there. He's been struggling a bit in the first four games. It's really good now. Keegan, you know, despite all of his, uh, you know, personal the the personal things he's going through, it's good to see that he's uh, uh, going through. Um, I always uh, uh, my brother and I talk about the Kings all the time, and we always say we we need out of the three Musketeers, which are the forwards, the three forwards, we always need at least one or two of them to do well. Every night, uh, each game, and 
we we got a lot out of Keegan, and I'll just say, you know, uh, 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 Barnes did well, and I think he does one thing that that is super unsung is that's draw fouls and really get in there and just be strong. So yeah, you know, just a good game, just a good solid game, and you know, coming from the Bay Area, I think I had to watch the freaking. Um, Bay, uh, the you know the Bay Area broadcast, Oof. so it was kind of annoying. But hey, you know they 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 good to hear that they at least have some things to do a little bit of research. They're they're quite homers over there. Yeah. Uh, they, they, yeah, they definitely are. All right, man. Thanks for checking in for the first time. Thanks, Appreciate Ron. you, man. There's there's wrong. All right, All right there's wrong. That's awesome. That that's so funny. I've never heard anyone call Bob Fitzgerald a homer before. Stop. I've never heard it. Stop. On night chat. I'm not doing this. On night chat. I've never heard. I'm that. not doing this. What's up, Christian? Hello, how you guys doing? Good. How what, you guys feeling? We are great. What's on your mind, man? Uh, I just wanted to say I'm just really happy this team actually finally beat the Warriors and did it in a way that didn't feel like it was a fluke win oh. or or just one of those games where the Warriors just simply gave up. This was a Warriors team that still fought. Um I wanted to give a shout out to Terrence Davis. He didn't play amazing, but he did come in and at least showed some energy when they needed energy against a pretty good Warriors team. Six rebounds for him in the game. I felt like he had some big ones too, man. Did and I'm finally just glad. I mean, when I first started watching this team this year, I was talking with a friend and I just said, you know, this team can make the playoffs, but Fox has to step up. Sabonis has to step up. The defense has got to... Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get better. There's got to be shooting and everything is starting to click and it looks amazing. I feel so happy. I'm ready. I'm going to say this right now. Why not make the playoffs? Oh, oh, Christian, appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thanks, you checking. Thanks, Christian. Uh, oh, 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 sorry, Christian. I cut you off. My bad. My oh, bad. My dear. bad. I thought he was done. Sorry. Um, that's the other thing that I don't think we we have failed to mention this tonight mm-hmm. in this game. This isn't like, oh man, the Warriors are um, they're ten and two, and they fell. They walk through it tonight. It's early in the season. This is a game that good times ha- good teams have every once in a while. They look down at the opponent. The Warriors needed this game tonight. The Golden State Warriors have not won on the road this year. They're That's two games below 500 coming into tonight. So this isn't like, oh, hey, we, we overlooked somebody. No, they, they, they're not playing really good basketball overall, but the Kings made the right plays down the stretch. They were the ones that seemed composed. They were the ones that weren't getting rattled by the officials late. I thought they played great basketball, and they deserve a lot of credit for tonight's win. By the way... That was even after, like, the Warriors had their moments. Clay started hitting some shots late. Um, you just saw guys, Andrew Wiggins, guys were stepping up in these moments like, okay, we can get the momentum back. There's a lot of Warriors fans at Golden One Center tonight as well. I know the crowd was super loud there. I could hear it through the speakers. It was amazing. But, you know, you had the Warriors crowd there as well. And it's like... In those moments of momentum, they usually capitalize. The Warriors know how to gather those moments, run with them, pull out the W. They didn't get that tonight because of what the Kings were accomplishing on the defensive end and then obviously having some clutch play from De'Aaron Fox at the end as well. Anything from a negative standpoint that kind of jumped out to you today? I think for me, oh, I was giving you time to think. Do you oh, have okay. one on the top no, of your no, head? No, no, go. Uh, the stretch in the fourth quarter where it just seemed like they it was a little frantic and they mm-hmm. got rattled when it the Golden State was mounting a comeback. It the got Kings messy. offense got really sloppy. I felt like they were going for a home run play instead of the right play. And I feel like we've seen that at times. Yeah. I think that's just kind of an early season habit that I would like to see fixed. Yeah. I had written um turnovers galore is how I wrote that moment in time for the Kings because it just felt chaotic. I know Malik Monk was a part of that chaos and it was frustrating, but I would say one of my biggest frustrations, again, is just when you look at this team defensively in any line drives that get, that get, they get the easy two. Right. And it's not like they have De'Aaron Fox, the fastest guy in the league, getting to the basket like that. It's it's just a defensive breakdown. And those defensive breakdowns are just frustrating. They can be very deflating to a team. Yeah, you knew they were gonna make a run too, because Curry comes back in at the nine oh three mark of the fourth quarter. Then here comes a thirteen to two run. 
And it was just a little mm. too sloppy. Um, the Kings did have five turnovers in the fourth quarter. They end up with 16 in the game. They did clean it up late and execute down the stretch, which is good. I think that's the most encouraging thing is in game, they were able to relax again, which yes. I think sometimes in the pa in past years with previous Kings team, it's like, okay, they get in this rut and then it's an avalanche and right. it's over where, okay, let's compose. Let's get it going. I thought also Mike Brown did a couple of great things tonight with the rotation. And it sometimes it's just the subtle things, but it's also paying attention to what the hell's happening. End of third quarter, you know, he was really rotating different guys in, offense, defense, playing the clock. He went with a super small lineup at the end of the third quarter with 23.7 left. Fox, Monk, Davis, Herter, and Keegan. Because they're like, let's get a shot. Let's get a good look. Yeah. And they got a Keegan three out of it. It's just a smart thing to do. It's like, was that the pick and pop? Do you think? I forget, what, but I remember Keegan had a nice little pick and pop when, it, when he went beyond the arc and just like those little moves. No, you're exactly right. And it put him up 98 91. Then in the fourth quarter, he took Fox out at the 654 mark of the quarter. I wrote on my notes, I don't like, I don't love Fo taking Fox out. <laughs> And because I felt like Fox, it looked like, okay, he was starting to get into like a better rhythm a little bit. And he yeah. wanted to get him a rest. Um, and that was after a foul, maybe? I, I forget when. Okay. Six, so he takes him out to 654 mark. He puts him in like back in two minutes later. So he really didn't get much of a rest at all. Which And it worked out fine. I think he saw what was happening on the floor and goes, let's get our guy back in. And I think that was a great adjustment. Then Fox comes in, of course, has that stretch where he scores seven in a row. Well, I loved when Mike Brown in the beginning of the fourth quarter called a timeout before even a minute had passed. Right? Yeah. Didn't like something. 11-23 mark. He was, he was unhappy after um, Anthony Lamb hit a three. Just making those adjustments yeah. quick and not allowing your guys to, you know, not only dwell on the court with it, but also being like, no, like this is where we broke down and this is where you're not going to let it happen again, especially right now in the fourth quarter. Shout out to off night four who donates five bucks. A shout out to my homie Zelly. Why not us? Let's go Kings. Appreciate the love. Appreciate that big time. Let's uh, check in next with CJ. What is up CJ? Welcome in. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Do some mo. What's on your mind, dude? Yeah, great team win tonight. Um, just wanted to say, you know, we've been needing Domas to Dumas, you know, these past couple of games, and he really came through big time tonight. I like that. Um, you needed Domas to Dumas. You get it? Mm -hmm. You get it, Mo? <laughs> Good bit, CJ. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, yeah, honestly, I feel like his play has been the difference maker these past few games. Um, I will say I'm honestly not too mad about that stretch in the fourth. Uh, because unlike the past, I feel like they weren't necessarily made due to incompetence, but because we were feeling ourselves a little bit too much. Yeah. But like, you know, to even have the cojones to attempt some of those plays really speaks to the confidence we're really playing with. That one and, play, you know, where, the one play that uh, uh, Monk had where he came down and he did like a crossover <laughs> and launched the three and bricked it so bad. I remember I saw him cross over. I leaned back in my chair at the game going, oh, oh God, this is either going to be awesome or bad. And it was bad. I know each crossover was like, okay, Monk, okay. And yeah. he bricked the hell out of it. So I was like, oh God, he needs to get off the floor right now. But uh, I'm not mad at it though because, you know, he, he really brings a lot of energy and it's I feel like Monk's play specifically really infects the rest of the team and they start, you know, looking Dude, like some dogs out there. 
He does. He brings so much energy out there. And it's not just like, he definitely gets thirsty sometimes, but he also wants to set guys up. That's he it. plays with, For sure. he's got a swagger. Okay. There, do you guys remember the play when he came down the floor, had the, uh, he had the, between his legs, dished it off to, to Sabonis. Sabonis is going down in the paint, dishes it off to Harrison Barnes, I believe. Yeah, for the jam. They get the two. And it's just like that ball movement all started with just Malik Monk in that energy between mm. the leg. Mm. Uh, it was nice. Hell yeah. Um, but I know some people, like, I don't want to bring up old shit, but some people compare, like, Monk to Buddy. And I always, like, refute that, like, strongly. I would say, like, the difference is that, you know, with with Buddy, like, his confidence is more so of himself, and it's kind of draining to the team. But I feel like Monk, the way he plays, it kind of inspires others to, like, feel themselves a little bit more. And, you know, Sabonis, I remember one fast break, he hit, like, a behind-the-back bounce pass in traffic, and then they kind of fumbled it. But, I don't know, I think that was a that was a great play. That was I, I honestly, overall, yeah. Also, we, we... great, man. Yeah, CJ, Thanks, CJ, appreciate you checking in. Yeah, and just one buddy note. Buddy's actually been playing really well with yeah. Indiana this year. Uh, but, yeah, I don't the, – the comparison would be guys who are confident in their shots, but in terms – like, Monk has handles. Well, not only does he have handles, he plays, just like he was saying, for the team, not yeah. only on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. The effort is there. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. don't need to bring up old shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should mention before we get to Nick and some others that tonight presented by our friends over at the Detail Pros of Sacramento. I can't believe we had a record-setting audience tonight live. So cool. Oh, it feels amazing. What else feels amazing? Getting your car looking sexy. Facts. Inside and out by a Kings fan. Nick over at the Detail Pros of Sacramento will make your car look great. The best thing, too, if you go right now and you go to his website, thedetailprosac.com, Gift certificates are 20% off. Yep. What? Yes, gift certificates are 20% off. What? 20% off. Buy one for yourself or others. The holiday season's here. Let's go. I just bought four gift certificates, okay. express details, and I'm getting 20% off each express detail, and I'm making them stocking stuffers. So, yes, if my family's listening, they already know that they're getting a stocking stuffer in their car detailed. But seriously, Deuce and I have both gotten our cars detailed mm. by Nick. He's an artiste he is absolutely amazing and i just never realized how important it was to take care of my car the way that nick takes care <sighs> of cars he's like sabonis dropping down truly hit him truly. up at the detail pros sack.com or 916-340-4317 support local and a king's fan 916-340-4317 appreciate his support of the deuce and mo podcast also since everyone's here i do want to encourage you guys if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you end up listening, make sure you drop us a review. That helps our channel grow. And you can also support the show by buying merch. We've got new merch over at deuceandmo.com. Check out the YouTube bio too. How about the new logo? Oh, hey, hey, so, hey. We got night chat merch. Oh, also, I even upgraded uh, the quality of the hoodies, Whoa. the t-shirts and everything else. Oh, yeah, and I added some things. We have a zip up? You know... I was going to surprise uh, my dad, uh, but I know that he likes zip up. So I made one specifically for him. Oh, I love it. It's all at deuceandmo.com. Go to deuceandmo.com. Click on merch. Do you love that? That's what I get for my family yeah. is deuceandmo merch and, um, you know, just a whole bunch of 
car details. Let's go. No, that's that's a good move. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be a night chat if we didn't check in with someone um, that <laughs> the people love. They demand that he makes appearances uh. every single night chat. He is here to join us tonight after a King's win. Let's welcome in to the show. It's Nick. Hey, why not, Morgan? Why not win the beat the Warriors? Send the Warriors back to San Francisco. Let's go, Nick. Did you love that game or what? Yes, I did. I had a pizza today well, and you, a hot dog. You also, I was on the court having a conversation with someone, and you kept saying my name, and you demanded that I come over and take a picture <laughs> with you. Let's not lose sight of the fact, Nick, that over the last two years, you have probably taken 75 pictures with me. How many pictures do you need of me? <laughs> Doesn't have funny. an answer. <laughs> Nick. I thought I <laughs> Nick, if you were the what? coach, if you were the coach of the Kings and you went into that locker room tonight, what would you say after that win? Hey, hey why not go play more defense? Whoa, whoa. So you know what I like? That? Yes, no, no, no. Standards Let's are high. Talk about that for yep. a second, Nick. That's a great point. You, hey, the win was great. We won the game, but let's clean it up. We got to play better. Yes, we do. That's wow. a that's you're a tough coach. That I have high standards. That's a tough ass coach, Nick. Yes. What what did you sit? Did you talk any crap to Warriors fans tonight? Oh, uh, we we told them that we were going to win, and also not only that. We was at the concert tonight at the at the game concert tonight. Who who was out there? Uh, it was. Uh, uh, Come on, Nick. You gotta know this, man. He doesn't have to know it. Warren G. Warren G. Yeah. Were you dancing? Good. Were you Were you dancing out there? Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you you have dance moves. Yes. Show me. Oh. Hey, I'm gonna be honest. Since the Kings won tonight, I'm gonna ask you. Show me a little dance. Show me a little Nick dance move for the people. The people want to see it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Kings win dance. Nick, oh, let's go. Yes. Oh. Look at him go. Let's go, Nick. Oh. Okay. Well, you gotta Just move, your can, face. Can you move the camera? Wait. Prop the camera up. So we can. Right. Oh, and he has his why not okay, shirt now, on. Okay. Now, no. Put the camera down and make sure it's on you still, and then dance. Make okay, sure now, he has now. all clothes on. Yeah, yeah please. Yep, are there you, you go. Are, is that a dance? No. I love it. That's a dance. Yes. Hey, yeah. Pop, yeah. Pop the shirt. Pop the shirt. Why not? All right, Nick. So coming up on Tuesday, the game's on TNT. Game's on TNT Tuesday against the Nets. What do you What do you want to see against Brooklyn? I want to see the Kings beat the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. He's suspended. He's not allowed to play. Yeah. Yeah. After what he said. Okay. Yeah. Said, yeah. So yeah, back to the right. game. Okay. So <laughs> what's going to be the key? What's your message? What's the key for the Kings to get the win? Go out there, stay on your man, and play some defense. And also, go get him. Go hey, get him. Nick, I have a question for you. Why not? <laughs> All right, Nick. Get to bed. Sleep dreams. Sleep right? dreams, Nick. And also, oh. you get rally towels, and David took me to the game tonight. Okay. Oh, well, thank right. you, David. All right, David. Sleep mm. dreams, Nick. Sleep dreams, all right? Hey, hey why, not, why not win on Tuesday night? Why not? Why, why not, not go right. to sleep? Sleep, sleep, sleep dreams. dreams. Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. Sleep dreams. <laughs>
That was, that was a good Nick appearance. I don't think I could live my life without Nick. Hey, like he got dancing. He was dancing. He always says the best things. Yeah. He knows how to talk to a team. He knows how to coach a team. And he has standards. He has high standards. I, I thought he was going to be all fired up after he was. No, we got to play better defense. Hey, got to play better defense. Okay. Okay, coach. By the way, did you see what Embiid did tonight? Yeah. Yeah. No, did you see his final stats? It was, what, 59 points and like a billion rebounds? That's You're you're underselling it, and I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by this. I just want to mention this right now because I was thinking disgusting plays. Oh, yeah, it was 59 points, though. No, no, it's more than that. I know. MB tonight... Uh-huh. 59 points. Uh-huh. 11 rebounds. Uh-huh. 8 assists and 7 blocks. <laughs> this was against the Jazz, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Just a a beastly game for Joel Embiid. Uh, did you see what uh Darius Garland did tonight? No, what? So, Cleveland played without Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen. They were down 24 to Minnesota. And shockingly, Minnesota <laughs> gags it away. Oh, my God. That was so good. Darius Garland scored 27 in the fourth quarter, finished with 51 points. Wait, was They he... fell short. They fell short. They give it up to the T-Wolves. They found a way to win. Did anyone else? Did anyone else score in the fourth for Cleveland? Am I supposed to just? Yeah, I, know I wanted the to look. Line, but, I wanted to look now. Uh, yeah, they got three from Lamar Stevens. They got eight from Osman and two from Robin Lopez. Wow. They, he was eight of 16. He was six of 10 from three and five of seven from <gasps> the line shit. in the fourth quarter. That is nuts. Yeah. Oh, that sucks that they couldn't pull out the win against the amazing, amazing T Wolves. Insane. Yeah. Some fun um, basketball. Let's go next to, okay, warning, warning, warning uh-huh. to the chat. Warriors fan checking in. Ooh. He, he calls himself a Warriors fan, but a Kings supporter. Let's welcome in Joel to the show. Hi, Joel. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. How are you, Joel? Good, 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 good. Um, I just felt like I would be doing the community a disservice if I did not show up to night chat tonight. Yeah, so yeah, here yeah. I am. No, no, say, you're right, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joel. Yeah. I, I'm sure everyone watching us tonight, the largest audience in night chat history was like, man, you know what? This show's been great, but it's, you know what's really missing right now? You know what's really missing? A Warriors fan's perspective. I, if Joel would just call in, it would make night chat Better than ever. You're such a dick. Well, I mean, what is he saying? I it's okay, Joel. Continue. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, I, I I love it. I I just to be clear, I'm not here to share my perspective on the game. I'm here to just say, good game, Deuce. Good game. You Aww. guys, you guys earned that win. You guys earned that win, and I'm I'm proud of the Kings. You know what? I don't. And, uh, I, 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 no, yeah, I'm be, oh, no, no, Joel. I'm be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't accept okay. that. Okay. No. Whoa. No. No. You're, Whoa. Be, you're, you're being patronizing. No, he is not. That's not genuine. He more. You know what he's Joel's doing? Joel's no. always laughing. No. 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 The chat's gonna agree with this. Okay. He just gave you like a pat on the head. Like, hey, good job, buddy. Ooh. We won championships. Is that what Joel did? You, you won the game. That's a good job, buddy. What? And, and, no, 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 I don't. It was, I'm not it was genuine. It was genuine. The chat's with me, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, the chat is always against me, and you're always against me too, too. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he does have a point there. 
You are usually That's, against yeah. Joel. And I'm not usually against you, Joel, but it did feel a little patronizing. Thank you. It did not sound oh. genuine. Yeah. Thank you. In if the you, chat. If you could it? if you could um give us a reason why it was such a good game for the Kings and for us, tell us. Give it give us a good reason and maybe I'll believe that this is a genuine conversation. Okay, for sure. Um yeah, definitely didn't mean to sound patronizing, but uh let me let me try to save it. Um well obviously my Warriors are not playing very well this year so far. Um that's been hard to hard to stomach, but I think it has to do with our bench just being not nearly as deep as it was. And we're probably like, I mean, we played a lot of basketball last year, so not, um, maybe they're just not ready. To no, play no, see, this is what he's doing. Right? I know. No, no. I told no, no, you Joel, to no, no, talk no, about no, the Kings. No, no, no. no Joel, this is what I'm Joel's getting doing. there. I'm getting there. Joel is doing the, giving excuses. Yeah, he's not yeah. giving any credit no. to the Kings tonight. Oh, no, 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 no. credit. Yeah. You Joel. didn't let me finish. Well, you better finish strong. Okay. Let me pivot. Let me pivot. But the Warriors are, they still played their Warriors brand of basketball and fought hard tonight. And the Kings. He's gone. You deleted Joel? I hung up on him for a second. Oh my gosh. Joel? I would have never okay. done that. I'm going to give you okay. one last shot, dude. Save one thing, not related I was, to Warriors. Get I to was it. saying, you cut me out before I said, you cut me out before I said, You're, though. The Spin way it the out. Kings beat that. Sorry, I was I had both of the mics going. Um, you cut me up before I said the Kings beat that brand of basketball, and that's the most okay. that's the most glorious thing you can do in, in the league right now. So that's amazing. You there weren't you are you wearing your A's hat right now? I'm not. I'm hatless. <laughs> uh, I love it. Joel Joel figs, figures it out with one sentence. We accept Joel. Oh my gosh, thank you, Mo. It, it's challenging to be a part of this community, to be honest, but why not? All right. Why not? Why not? See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's so funny to you, Mo. You're such an ass. You're you, so mean. You See, sometimes you don't understand. You say, I'm so mean, uh-huh. but it's clear. I am a man of the people. The people in this chat right now are with me. Oh, so what, what am I? What, you're, you're, chop liver? Don't, don't be nice to him. <laughs> don't feel obligated to be nice to him. I like everybody. Do you want to nice. hear some De'Aaron Fox? From yeah. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. This is from James Ham from the King's Beats. Here's what James uh, got from De'Aaron after the game. Not only to get the win, but to do it for Mike as well. Oh, it was, it was definitely good. It was definitely good. Um, I mean, I think we should have won the last the last time we played him. But um, I think we just, just the attention to detail and trying to get guys off the line, I think we did a good job at that tonight. Obviously, Steph, um, he had 13 in the first quarter. Uh, but he had 13 and no three, so it's like he's getting his, his, his points in a different way. But um, I think we were able to just, just try to make him get off the ball, deny him the ball as much as possible, and uh, make other guys beat you. Um, I mean, whenever he shoots the ball, no matter how good your defense is, unless you block it, you're probably thinking that it's going in. So um, if we can make other guys shoot as much as possible and he's not the one shooting the ball, then, um, you know, you, you feel like you, you, you won. Are they different every single time you play them? Uh, not necessarily, but the way that they play and the way the ball is moving and popping, um, you know, some guys can have good games and some guys can't. So, But I think Wiggins has had a good game every time we played them. And um, Steph, had a, Steph still had a good game, but uh, we were just able to limit his shots, especially down the stretch. And I think that put us in position to win. Mike's done some unique things the last couple of days, whether it's the silence script yesterday of practice or 
throwing the box in one today at you guys without ever practicing that. I mean, how would you assess just the, the, the way the team is buying into Mike's messaging and just how what, what that relationship is like between the players and the coach? Well, I mean, he's, he's very creative. Um, and like you said, like we hadn't worked on it, but at the end of the day, like basketball, at some level, you've probably ran, you know, a few things and um, you kind of just come in and it's communication. Um, if we haven't done anything before, um, there has to be a lot of talk um, and a lot of trust in the guy behind you. So, um, like you said, we, we've, everybody has bought in and, you know, um, everybody wants to win and everyone is doing what it takes to win. So um, if we go out there and we haven't done something before, then, you know, I talk to one guy, he talks to the next guy and we figure it out. What's the process like when you have a first year coach to him earning the trust of the team to you guys wanting to have that level? Uh, I mean, I think with Mike, like he's, I mean, he's been a head coach in the league before. He just came off of a championship. So, um, you know, you talk about earning respect. I think he walks in here and already commands respect. So I I don't think there was, you know, much different from that standpoint, but uh, him being everybody's, you know, every, everybody here, this is their first time being coached by him. And then there are new guys who haven't played with everyone here. So everything is pretty much new. And um, I think just going through the preseason and, and knowing how detail-oriented he is and how long film can run, and uh, I think it just made everybody buy into it because if you don't, you know, we're, we're going to see it on film the next day. So. What did you make of uh, Del Mosque tonight? Uh, he was a monster. Um, I told him, I was like, you know, I didn't have it in pretty much really the first three quarters, um, and he kept us alive. He kept us afloat. Uh, he commanded, you know, so much attention, um, and that's, that's night in and night out. But... Um, when he's making shots like he was tonight and also getting to the free throw line, I think that opens up the game, uh, not only for himself, but for us as a team. De'Aaron, you've been here for a lot of different iterations of this team. Does this feel a little different, just the way that you started 0-4, but now you've, you're climbing out of it and, like, really playing well? Yeah, I mean, even even in the 0-4, like, we gave ourselves chances to win, I think, three of those four games. Um, so I, I definitely do feel like it's different, but I think that we were able to respond and, um, last time something like this happened we, we, it, was, it was hard for us to respond but like I said this is an entirely different group and you know you try not to put the burden of anything that's happened in the past on this group because everyone here is is different there is De'Aaron Fox what well, jumped out to you in that post game chat well one what he said about Mike Brown but we'll talk about that in a second but what he had to say about the box in one is exactly how I explained it earlier it's like if you're a hooper you've played basketball before you've probably have played in a box and one before, but how to actually execute it is with a lot of communication, especially if it's something you haven't practiced and you're just seeing these guys, they, they understand that they have to be disciplined with their communication. I mean, you, you can go around the NBA and you'll see teams that do not talk on defense. The anchor in the middle is actually not talking and saying anything or giving uh, any clue of you know when players are cutting and and doing the job they're supposed to be doing, but the Kings, it's again the standard is set, that communication is set, so they're capable of other things being thrown at them. Let's give some love to the people still watching us live. Appreciate you guys being a part of the biggest live crowd we've ever had on the night chat. And to be completely honest about this, it just feels amazing to see this community continue to grow because it shows that Kings fans are different. No other market is having post-game night chats for a team that's hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years and a thousand people roll through watching live. It's badass. And when we started this a couple of years back during the pandemic, 
Yeah. When the Kings are losing seven in a row and there was like 60 people. I mean, when we first started, like 20, yeah. 30, and it just builds and builds. And it's so cool to see this community. And then now, like, we've been here doing this for so long with you guys that we see the familiar names. And, like, the names, it's like, ah, oh, I know this guy. I know what this person's going to say <laughs> in the chat or how they're going to say on Discord or, or, or Twitter spaces. Anyway. Just, I, I'm just really grateful for that tonight. So I appreciate your guys' support. Big just time. and really quick to add on to that. It's yeah, just so thankful for so many that have been along for this entire journey and that we recognize you and and you being an OG and being here the whole time. And thank you so much for everyone that has just joined this journey as well. It's a badass community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not KJJK says, we got a little squad here, boys Ooh. and girls. Alderan says, Mike Brown and Malik Monk joining was the best thing that happened to Fox. Wow. I I completely agree with the Mike Brown thing for sure. And like the Malik Monk thing. Yeah, I think you really just think about someone he really likes on and off the floor, giving him more joy to be in Sacramento. Absolutely. It's not just someone that, and that's the thing. You've seen that before in the NBA. It's like, yeah, they got his the, the star player's buddy to come or the yeah. guy he wants. It's, hey, he can really help the team. And oh, by the way, he's tight with, the guy we believe can be a star in this league. Yep. That matters, right? Even the Herder trade. I mean, Kevin Herter, the Kings pretty much, I think the Hawks, did they donate Kevin Herter to the Kings? Correct. I know the Kings end up potentially giving up a first-round pick in it, but that trade looks awesome right now for a guy who's still in the prime of his career, who's still young, on a great contract, and the guy plays the right way. They just have... A good blend right now. They Bonnie do. and Wes and those guys, that, that front office has done a great job assembling this. And now it's like, all right, as the season goes on, hopefully the wins continue. Yeah. But then expectations go up. Like, what moves can you make to tweak it to get to the next level? It's always a challenge. Yeah. Because the end goal is a championship. I was talking to Doug Christie before oh. the game today. Yeah. And he goes, I don't want playing. I want playoffs. I was like, oh, done talking about dog i, lo I love that mindset and, and i lo i love that that finally it's not just something that is being said it's what they truly believe that they can accomplish yeah and i mean i said it in the beginning of the season and it might sound like a downer but i'm like yeah i don't think this team will make the playoffs this year but i i see the play in in their future and being in that conversation and so many other good things to grow from this season but shit if they make the playoffs <laughs> like that'd be amazing that would just be amazing gab in the chat donates five bucks appreciate that saying can't tune in live since night chats are my uh go-to podcast for work but i am celebrating in spirit appreciating Aww. everything you do Give me a hell yeah. thank you so much that's so dope appreciate that that's awesome Big time uh, let's see what other comments i want to make sure we hit all these all the also i do want to acknowledge this because i i do remember a lot of Fox haters. I just want to know where all those people in the chat went. Where did they go? I know they're around because they, the first time Fox is a bad game. Fox is going to have a bad game this year. Mm -hmm. And the Kings are going to lose yeah. because of Fox having a bad game. That's going to happen. They're going to be in here. Where and did all do those toxic comments do go? Do you understand what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? Happens? I'm going to lose my mind. I'm not going to lose it. I've, I've enjoyed dissecting, criticizing his game over the years to... Um, what we haven't seen. I said last year, I said, I don't think he's 
a star player. I don't think he needs to be the star player. They got Sabonis now. I mean, he shut that down quick because you're already seeing to start his sixth season He's saying, shut up. I can be that star player. So Absolutely. Let's uh, go to ZD is back with us tonight. What's up, ZD? Welcome into uh, Night Chat. What's going on? Hey, Deuce. Hey, Mo. Uh, first of all, congrats on the uh, record-breaking Night Chat. I think that's super dope, and I'm uh, super happy for both of you. Appreciate Thank that. You. Thanks so much. You guys, you guys are awesome. Yeah, so I just want to say, I feel like this win felt so much better than the Lakers win, not only because it's the Warriors, but also those back-to-back-to-back. And then, or in terms of, like, playing the Warriors three times. And then also, there's something about Warriors fans that is just so annoying. I feel like they've just gotten so confident over the last couple of years, and they deserve to, but now it's more like a patronizing feel. And that was definitely a patronizing call that Joel came in with. And um, I just think that, I'm happy that we got the win. I'm just like super excited. So I'm sorry if I seem all ramble. No, you're not. Re- and I'll say one thing too, really quick. Cause I met Joel in person. We both did. And he's like the nicest, super sweet guy. Um, but now to shit on Joel for one second, you're, you're right with the identity of a lot of warriors fans. And it's, it's funny. I, I'll, I'll talk smack about some bad teams are about the Lakers and I'll be petty about it. And people will throw at me like you haven't seen the playoffs in 16 years. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind it's kind of ironic when I'm like shitting on another team, you know, it's like, I can't really talk yeah. until we actually start seeing some winning seasons, not just some winning mm-hmm. games, but at the same time, it's fun with what we're seeing. So enjoy it, embrace it and keep shoving it in people's faces just cause it's fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be really fun when we actually get some winning seasons and, like you said, not winning games. And speaking on that note, I saw Tim Maxwell. He put out a tweet that was like, um, the Kings haven't had a five-plus winning streak in over 16 years. I think I'm paraphrasing. I think that's what he said. But um, I just want to ask both of you, do you think – I know, like, wins aren't the all, like, kill-all, but do you think the Kings can – actually break that on this little run that they're going on i mean they're gonna have a chance and yeah i just saw the tweet you were just referencing the king's longest win streak is five games over the last 16 years um you look at the games coming up here morgan they've won three in a row right now Mm -hmm. this week you get brooklyn on tnt that's gonna be a challenging game (laughs) and the nets just got beat by the lakers tonight. Uh they're gonna be ready to go come tuesday so you got them you have the spurs And the Pistons. Okay. Yeah, you have a shot. You have a, definitely have a shot. I mean, you you can't get to the point, though, either where... And we've seen this before with Kings teams where it's like, ah, they get off to like a decent start and they start feeling themselves. The reality is enjoy the fact that you have come out of this 0-4 hole. You're 6-6 six and six, six with some nice wins. Mm-hmm. But also have the perspective that there's still a lot of shit to work on. The defense has to get better if you're going to take a next step, right? There's things that they have to do better. Yeah. You can't ever overlook opponents. The Kings are sick. It's 12 games in, okay? Even, you can't be overlooking opponents at that's all. That's why even when you mentioned the Spurs, yeah. I, I like 
I, I quivered a little bit, right? But just because you know their style of basketball was successful early on. I don't know if they're still seeing success right now in this moment. Um, maybe some teams are they, figuring them out. They they beat Milwaukee on uh, Friday, but Milwaukee wasn't playing anyone. Before Ooh. that, they had lost five in eight. Okay. Nine. Yeah. So with the Spurs, too, like you just, you never know when they could be, have that sneaky game, right? And especially if you're not playing um, your, your best basketball in that moment and you let up. And that's what I'm afraid of still with this Kings squad uh, against Orlando when they went in Orlando and, and won on that game winner by De'Aaron, there was a lot of sloppy play. There was a lot of defensive breakdowns and that I was really disappointed in. Those are the games that I want to start seeing the Kings like take control of in the third quarter and finish off the fourth with their bench guys. Also, like the Orlando, you again, we start learning more as the season goes on. Shocking. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Since that time... Orlando's won a couple games. I know. They beat Dallas and Phoenix. Orlando's a tough team. And They're a tough young team with talent. They've done it without Bancaro a couple times. And they've done it too, yeah. where they do it throughout a game and they just can't figure out how to win at the end, right? And now they're starting to put some together and understand how to win together as a team, um, especially in that fourth quarter. So that's why if you're the Kings, like, and you believe you are a playoff team, if you believe you are a playing team, you've got to make sure you're making different adjustments against those type of teams. Agreed, yeah. Um, well, I just want to say I'm going to be tuning in on, I think it's Tuesday, but until then, take care of you guys and have a great night. All right, ZD. Thank you. You're, you're too nice, man. Appreciate that. That's ZD checking in on Night Chat. Yeah, we'll be live after every game. The one thing that me and – so we we have an issue coming up on Thursday. Oh. And it's not one that I'm happy with, especially with how things are going. And actually, since we have a lot of people here right now, I want to ask the people. I say we do it that night. So – Thursday, the Kings play the Spurs. We also do broadcast work for the Stockton Kings. I do play-by-play. Morgan's a color analyst for the NBA G League Stockton Kings. The NBA G League thought it was a brilliant idea to schedule a Stockton home game at the same time as a Kings home game. It's my pet peeve, and I can't, pet stand, peeve. I can't stand it. I get so irritated. They're 45 minutes apart. Why are they playing at the same time? Right. Let Stockton play on Friday. Like, what are we doing here? So... We don't talk about games when we haven't seen the games. Correct. So we have a couple options. Mm -hmm. Here's option one. That game in Stockton's going to get over probably around 9. Get back to Sacramento by 9.45-ish. Maybe a little faster if Deuce hits the gas. Mm -hmm. Then we can go back and walk, catch up on the Kings game and be live that night, but probably won't be live to like 11, 11. 11.30. I would, say, I would say we could probably be live by 11. Or... We go on the next morning. It's a tough one. So I, I'm curious to get your perspective in the chat. Um, what do we do? Do we go on that night and just go, hey, let's, I say, let's catch up? I say that night because I just feel like okay. all of you guys we got in the night crowd. And we have, we have time. But we're, we're right now, we're planning on uh, night. I, Morgan says plan on night okay that's good. I, that because that's what i want to do go live oh. at 10 45 we can't go live at 10 45 p.m we morning chat that night night would be good that night we'll tell you how the game went no no we don't like doing that <laughs> definitely don't want some of you guys telling us because think about this too you guys we get a fast forward through all commercials all yes. free throws all all that stuff and it we can condense the game down within like 40 minutes and um be live right after that yeah so 
All right. We're, we're getting mixed results at this hour. Okay. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And it so, will, we'll be posting it. You'll see it. If you guys make sure to get notifications on our YouTube, um, you'll make sure to see what time that one will be. We will have a few of those instances this season, unfortunately. But um, actually, I don't know how many home games it actually conflicts yeah. with, but there are more than you think. Because the away games are usually easier because then it's like that game starts because it's usually yeah. East Coast. And then... A lot of times, when the Kings are like on a road trip, they're playing at four or five, and the Stockton game doesn't start till seven, it's easy because we watch the Kings game up until Stockton mm-hmm. starts and then we can catch it's it, we can yeah. actually make it work so we'll figure it out um any other thoughts tonight as we wrap things up oh man I just I feel really good I I feel mentally really good what's up can I ask you a question sure what's the level of concern for the, for the Golden State Warriors <laughs> at five and eight they have not won a road game this year I would say the level of concern is that you Steph Curry is getting older. Clay Thompson, it sadly, sadly, mm. just is going to have to keep working hard to try and even get to a level where he is. He can be that splash brother, right? He's. I know even on the defensive end, if he can't, if he can't execute there at a, at at the level he used to, which is totally fine after an injury like this, but if he can become consistent on the offensive end and be that type of threat that he used to be, let's see if he can do that. Right. Um, but if you're the warriors, like you have a lot of different matchups that are going to be difficult for you. And if you want to make sure Steph Curry, you're utilizing Steph Curry the right way, as he has a couple more years left in his, I say a couple more years, who knows what that really means. Is it six? Who knows? Um, but in this time of his career, you want to utilize him the right way and have the right pieces around him. And I think you got to make some big decisions sooner than later. Draymond. Ooh, you're burying them already. I wouldn't do that. Steph is going to no. undertaker that shit. Morgan. What? The championship window is... This isn't like just a slow start. The The huge concern here is... Their depth. What is their depth? Right. It's just not... You think about what they lost last year. GP2. How significant was he Huge. Huge. They let him go to Portland, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah, Damian Lee. Mm-hmm. Bielitsa, Otto Porter. We're talking about five key reserves from that team that aren't there. And then you look at someone like James Wiseman, who... They don't play because right. he's not good. That's And in- it's tough. He, he's just not there. Right. And so that's been a mess. And he's healthy, right? Like a clean bill of health. He just can't help. Then they're not even playing. Like Kaminga playing 15 minutes. Or is Moses Moody tonight? I know. Dude. He didn't play. So you add in like, oh, it's they, they. I think they counted on Moody and Kaminga being able to contribute this year. And so far early on, they have not been able to. Maybe they can, but they can't count on that. Also, Clay, because of everything he's gone through, yeah, he looks a little washed at times. 
I think he's going to have good moments throughout the year, but it's going to be a challenge for him. Then you've got the Draymond dynamic that you can't just like push aside. There mm. was an issue there with him and Poole, obviously. The guy, he punched her at Poole. Like, I don't think you just get over that. Curry's going to be Curry, and he's going to keep them competitive because he is that good. But if you're just going to rely on, hey, it's got to be Steph getting 40 for it's us to have a chance to win, you're Steph. not going to win. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're, teams will, teams will be able to figure out, figure out, figure you out to an extent, right? Like there's going to be times you can't stop Steph Curry, but then Andrew Wiggins will have that night he goes off, but then sometimes they won't. So we're talking about five key guys they lost. Mm -hmm. And let's not ignore this. They lost Mike Brown. And I'm not acting as if, oh, they don't know what they're doing as a coaching staff with Golden State. Steve Kerr is a great coach. But Mike Brown did some really creative things with their defense. He got the most out of guys get on the most. that team. So they lose Brown and five key rotation guys, and they didn't replace him. They take a chance on DiVincenzo. Dante could be fine for them. Yeah. That was kind of their GP2 replacement. But GP2 brings you a little more, at least he did last year defensively, right. right, getting in the guys. They've lost a lot of key guys, and they haven't replaced them. And tonight, their bench, Jordan Poole, can have moments, but he's been disappointing for them this year. Kaminga gives you 14 minutes, three points, four yeah, fouls. It's, I mean, you're truly, if you're the Anthony Lamb, how many teams do and Lamb's playing? Anthony in these Lamb games. played 14 minutes. Yeah. How many teams around the league would Anthony Lamb be playing for? And so this is, they're putting so much pressure on their five guys in pool yep. to carry them. It's just not enough. Just not enough. And just like, Let's just say it how it is. It's not like they're the most youthful team. You're talking about their guys and Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Um, those three guys alone are aging. I'm not acting like they're bums, they're old, whatever, but they're aging. And then you have some of your young guys who at times have their moments, their streaks, especially Jordan Poole, right? Like he's still learning to find his consistency. Andrew Wiggins has been... a pretty much a stud for them um as of last year and on so it but it's just not enough looney doesn't get enough credit for what he can do but he wasn't a presence enough tonight uh, especially against a big like sabonis so you got you gotta make changes around steph curry can we play a game that my old my Love. old pal whitey gleason used to play on the rise guys sure. with mark kreidler yeah, what? If the playoffs started today. Oh, I know you used to always say this. Yes. <laughs> the playoffs started today. The Kings would be the ninth seed. They're well, six there you and go. six after tonight. A half game behind the Clippers and the Pelicans. And just one game out of the sixth spot. The Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Morgan Reagan. They are just two games out of the fourth seed. And look where the Blazers are. Yeah, but look, and this is what we talked about before the season in all seriousness what? here. One, how weird the Blazers have the number one I best said record. Don't don't okay, count them out. Okay, I know you said don't count them out. You did you think they're gonna be the first number one seed right now? No. No. So they're first. <laughs> Jeremy Grant's been awesome. Uh-huh. Um, Denver's the second seed. You've got Utah ten and five, the three seed. Then you got the Suns, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Pelicans at seven, the Clippers at eight, Kings at nine. OKC at 10. SGA has been 
a beast and a half this yeah. year. On the outside, looking in, the Spurs at six and seven, the T Wolves, Warriors, Lakers, Rockets round out the Western Conference. I think my big takeaway early on is something I said before the season. I think it remains true today. The difference between four and like nine is not that extreme. And as we look at what's happening right now in the West, as of today, yeah. and I know it's so early in the season, who would you honestly be like, this is the front runner for the Western Conference? And uh, I'm going to be honest. Denver? I, who? You could say Denver. But and I'm not going to, I won't argue it. But who, who you got? I don't have one. Okay. Point. That's okay. Good. I don't I thought have you're, one. If I like, thought you were no, going to say I sit in on the fence if I don't pick one. No, no. <laughs> I don't even say you have to. Because, like, look, Portland's, Portland's going to be in the mix this year. I think they did enough to improve their team i like the addition of jeremy grant they seem like they've got more balance than ever they're not going to be the number one seed that's and fine i could be wrong but and, no and you definitely could be wrong and i think you look at denver they always fly under the radar so then let's talk about memphis or the phoenix suns yeah. dallas you just don't have enough around luca in my opinion that I, I could be completely and wrong about that memphis lost tonight jaw did not play in that game um yeah and they could be getting jaron jackson jr back mm -hmm. soon so that's something to watch but I, I there's no one right now that you have watched to start this nba season and go oh they're clearly the best and i think that's really cool for fans right now where literally you're not going to count the spurs I mean, you're not going to, sorry, not Spurs. You're not, probably not going to count the T-Wolves and Warriors out quite yet. They're going to be in the mix too. And how crazy before the season, how many of us, well, I was part of this when we looked at the Clippers and it was like, oh man, well, the, of course they're going to be coming out of the West. Look what they're, they're stacked. Kawhi Leonard, what the shit is going on? I like that you turn the F word into shit. Well, I didn't know what to change it to. And I just figure if I say shit, then it's yeah, not yeah, as yeah. bad. What the poop is um, going on? Yeah, and that's, I think my, that was my biggest concern. It's like, well, if they're healthy and ready to go, they'll be really good. But when you have that looming question about Kawhi's health, you can't ignore that. No, no. Man. Yeah, there's so many questions. Another question, I was telling you about this earlier. I saw Kevin O'Connor put something about, like a reel about Zion's uh, defensive effort. And it just, the lack of of effort that is there and so many different highlights where you're just seeing him not close out and chop his feet and he's healthy right and it's really disappointing to see because you saw what he was capable of doing in college and the effort and the discipline that was there on that end of the floor he was a beast and he's not using that part of his skill set and it's just very frustrating i'm sure for the pelicans who could yeah, be better yeah they had to squeak out a win against the rockets last night mm. I think 12 games into the NBA season, I think the Kings are a good team. And I'm excited to see it grow. There's going to be ups and downs because they're not perfect by any means. But you're seeing more good basketball than bad basketball. Yes. And it's getting better. Your best guys are playing good basketball. Your rookie bounced back tonight. I think when you look at the, the standings, it gives me more hope that it could be more than playing for the Kings this year if they can continue to develop. I can't wait for the ride. Buckle up. Let's enjoy it together. Yeah, just buckle up. Enjoy the ride. This is, Morgan does this every time. Every time. I say anything remotely. But, oh, just don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. I'm not, I didn't say the Kings are making the playoffs. I just said I'm enjoying it. I did say the Kings are going to beat the Warriors, and you gave me shit. You did. 
I Did didn't. You not? I didn't give you shit. I said, hey, they're going to beat the Warriors. I yeah. said, why are you so confident? And I explained it. And then Kenny came on that night chat too and was like, they're going to win. They're going to win. And I was like, everyone's so confident. I appreciate the confidence. I'm just like, can I just. Be just here? so you know, as we kind of enjoy this ride throughout the year, Morgan's not going to be convinced of anything until it's clinched, like officially. Just. Is that a problem? Yeah. Do you yeah. guys watch the NBA? Do you see how things work? Yeah. All right. Be, uh, be I don't, we don't me. need a fight tonight. We don't need a fight. We do not need a fight tonight. Uh, shout out to everyone uh, being here tonight. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Make sure on the way out, you hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It doesn't cost you a thing to subscribe, and all it does is help us grow. Same with the thumbs up. It just puts us in front of more eyeballs, and we're going to do continue to do Awesome Kings and NBA content. So appreciate you guys being here. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we... Gots to go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're all so badass. Thanks for being here. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.